Welcome to Hill Cities Podcast. I'm George Bakalov, your host, and with me is Jeff Higgin, who leads Hill Cities, and together we are taking some time from our lives to sit down and ponder over God's Word and um, tapping into the wisdom and the richness of the revelation that Jeff has accumulated over the years. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good, George. Thank you. And how about you? Doing good, and I'm glad that we could uh, that we can uh, take this time and and look into some scriptures that uh, really seem like uh, very profound. Actually, you're uh, you've written something about the eternal purpose of God in our lives, and I'd like us to talk about this today. Uh, what seems to be on people's minds most of the time <clears throat> these days is. How's my 401k doing or or um, climate change for some people or all these issues and concerns. Mm-hmm. So now you're taking us into a whole different direction. And as we know, Hill Cities uh, really speaks to men and ministers to men. So what do you think men think when they think about the eternal purpose of God? Well, George, that is a big question. I, I think many times men don't think at all about eternity and like you said they're more focused on time and it blurs eternity and what strikes me is jesus had an illustration and he said a sower went out to sow and he threw seed out and some of it landed on hard ground and it was picked up by the birds some of it landed among a soil that were thistles and thorns and it choked the seed and it wasn't good and some of it landed on really good soil and a bore fruit and what strikes me is most of the time there are words that are communicated through the bible or through other people that have significance and that we tend not to ponder them and let the words penetrate like seed and to take root into us through the through the spirit of god and so i am i am praying and hoping that people will reflect on what we're talking about because we are eternal beings. And in many ways, we've lost the North Star, I think, in the church and in, certainly in our culture. Um, we've thrown away the key of knowledge, which is God himself through his son, Jesus Christ, and his word, and have preferred other stories than the one that God's communicating and that we're part of a larger picture, a larger story that he wants us to enter into. So men think um, about the job they have to do. They're responsible. You know, a good man would be responsible for their household. Do you think that something has changed in America and our society to where men are forced to be more of a short, short-term thinkers, um, like the traditional mindset would be someone who is, you know, gathering wealth or something to leave for their his children and grandchildren and so forth and so on. Um, so it was a more of a long view of life. But it seems like a lot of people are living just for the now and today and not too mindful of the next generation or let alone eternity. Yeah, you know, as you're saying that, George, you know, I'm thinking of the words transactional versus transformational. That's a good way to put it. And that many times, you know, we we live in a transactional world where relationships are secondary 
to the transaction. And, uh, you know, it's a cutthroat world that uh, is forcing people to live in 90-day increments in a lot of areas. Uh, technology forces things f- to be faster. I remember one business executive telling me that they are coached in this large business to do whitewater rafting decision-making. Like you're going down the river quickly, knowing you're going to make some bad decisions, you just got to make them quick. So I think the culture itself is speeding people up and it's hindering their ability to take time to reflect. What do we do about it? How do we bring the whole idea of the impact of the eternal purpose? Uh, You bring up a very powerful verse here from Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians uh, that speaks uh, about this uh, eternal purpose revealed in in uh, the Lord. Tell us a little bit more about that. How do we crack this um, shell, this hard shell of busyness, and and you know we just become guarded and we become focused? Maybe I don't know. Well, I would add first of all this: the idea of what is purpose, and I I think a lot of people have not really found their sense of purpose and they haven't taken the time to do the internal work where the spirit of God takes the word of God and we take time to reflect to go deeper and you know your life purpose consists of the central motivating aims of your life your north star the reasons you get up in the morning purpose is to guide your life's direct decisions influence your behavior shape your goals, offer a sense of direction, and create meaning. And, you know, I have some challenge questions for the audience, you know, is how do you define your purpose? Why are you here? Who are you? And what, what happens after this life? You know, Winston Churchill said, it's not enough to have lived. We should be determined to live for something. And as you spoke, George, that the God has revealed in his word an eternal purpose. And the Apostle Paul states, you know, that God's purpose is a mystery, that it has to be revealed, it has to be sought, it has to be desired. And uh, his essential purpose was is found in his son, where his son stretched out his arms, you know, on that bloody cross, and um, with the aim of bringing humanity together. And it's called in Ephesians 3... 10, the manifold, or probably a more accurate translation, is the multicolored wisdom of God. And I like to use the illustration, my wife is a quilter, and she sews different colored patches together and makes a, you know a, an artwork out of this. And, and I never had thought about it until I looked at that and realized that God is, has broken down the wall between the Jews and the nations of the world. And that he's included the nations in an eternal plan of reconciling them back to God through his, through his son and what he did on the cross. And so in essence, uh, it, if you look from top down, it looks like a quilt of many colors, nations coming together. And because Jesus has been accomplished this and raised to the right hand of the Father, and that God himself is the Father from whom every family on heaven and earth derives its name. He's reconciling these people and gathering them back to himself into a great household that looks like a, a quilt 
And to the unknown world, it looks like they have been, their whole purpose of division has been defeated by the reconciling work of Christ. The multicolored wisdom um, and the multicolored wisdom kind of refers to Joseph and his uh, coat of many colors, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I've thought about that. And, you know, Joseph in many ways is kind of a type of Christ, too. And so he, you know, he was sold into slavery into Egypt, a picture of in many ways being a trade, you know, his own nation traded him in to the cross, you know, and they asked for Barabbas and put him on the cross. And in a sense, all of humanity did the same thing. And, um, and that Joseph was raised to the, to the second in position, the right hand of the Pharaoh, you know, in many ways, kind of a death and resurrection with, with that whole, you know, imagery. You have some challenging questions here at the end of the article um, about asking people if they're willing to own their part in God's eternal purpose. So let's talk a little bit about this ownership of God's purpose. Um, what, what do you mean by owning your part in God's eternal purpose? Well, that, my conviction, and I believe this is borne out by the scripture, is that is that everybody inside the body of Christ is is there for a specific reason, and that we're we're part of a larger picture, you know, a part of a body, you know, finger, toenail, nose, and we don't have the same function, but we're all called to work in harmony with the Spirit of God, being led by Jesus Christ, who's been given His head over all things to the church to lead us into the marketplace, into our worlds, and for us to be tuned in to both the voice of Christ and also to his spirit, to be able to have the words and the strength to be able to represent Christ in the marketplace, our own marketplace, whatever that might be, and to be listening to God so that we can be sensitive to what he wants us to do. So the eternal purpose of God is really, in a way, very relative to our daily lives. It's very relative to the quality of life. If we connect with that eternal purpose, are you saying that this could actually change the way we experience our life today and now? It's not something abstract, something in fantasy world, but it's something that actually changes the way we experience life right now. Yeah, we've been designed purposely. You know, our personality, our spiritual gifts— you know, who we are to be to be on fire by the Spirit of God and passionate about our role in God's kingdom and actively engaged in that process and realizing that we're not alone, that not only do we have the power of Christ, but we have a community of believers that we're to be connected to. And that's part of what Hill Cities does is we form small groups, believing that's kind of the core model of what Christ called us to do in the upper room. And in those core groups, we learn how to do life together. That's right. And if you haven't uh, checked Hill Cities' website, go to hillcities.org, and you can learn more about the small groups. Every week, men uh, here throughout the Twin Cities are coming together, and uh, as a group, they pray. Uh, We study God's Word, and we uh, engage in a meaningful discussion over the the, the Word of God. And... um, 
Jeff is uh, Jeff is our leader. Uh, he has had a lot of experience with leading men's groups through the years, and uh, we want to encourage you to find out more about men, the Hill Cities and the men's groups that we're leading. Jeff, some final words uh, in this discussion uh, on God's eternal purpose. Well, I would I would say I would pray. You know, at the, in Ephesians three fourteen to twenty, there's an eternal prayer that. If it were that Jesus Christ, actually Paul in this situation, is bowing his knees and praying to the Father that you would be filled to the fullness of God and that you would be able through the Spirit to be able to accomplish far more than you could possibly ask or think or even imagine. That's my prayer for everybody that is seeking God is to be so engaged. Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. I love the article, and I want to encourage everyone who's listening to our podcast, send us an email, send us some feedback, some question, or maybe you have some ideas of topics you would like us to bring up here on this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. So have a great day. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, George. Look forward to our next podcast. Likewise. Likewise.